In this video, I'm gonna talk about what kind of products I use in my flock and why I use them. I'm gonna talk about how the new regulations for livestock antibiotics really affect me. I'm going to touch briefly on handling systems, and then I'm going to answer Molly Turner's question, so stick around to the end. For those of you new to this channel, I am raising a flock of purebred Dorper sheep. While some are registered, most are what are called commercial. My emphasis is on pasture-based genetics, which means sheep that thrive on pasture and don't require year-round grain supplementation to do their job. I sell my lambs every spring. In fact, my next livestock sale is coming up here in April, so make sure you put yourself on the list for first notification if you're looking to start a flock of your own. Every 30 or 45 days, I'll give what I call a quick look to my flock. I'll put them into the nearest pen, I'll check for anemia, and I'll do quick treatments there. This typically takes about an hour or less. Today, however, was one of my biggest days of the year, and I ran about seven different treatments. Number one was I gave CDT shots, and CDT shots, shots being the shots with a V that nobody ever talks about here on YouTube is for sheep and goats. And you can actually buy this through your veterinarian. It's a three-way shot that covers bloat and tetanus. And while I do avoid giving these to my meat weathers, I do highly recommend them for breeding stock, for animals, the ewes that are going to be in your breeding program long-term. Number two is Cydectin, and I run this for the barber's pollworm, which is an internal parasite. The Cydectin that I use is actually for cattle, but I use it in an extra label application for sheep. Third treatment is for another parasite, and it is coccidia. I use Toltazurol. Now, coccidia is less of a persistent issue, and in fact, rotational grazing and culling has, for the large part, gotten rid of this in my flock. But coccidia is a parasite that will basically eat holes in the intestine of young lambs. It stunts their growth, affects them for life. So if you start to notice the symptoms of coccidia, which will be a pot belly, skinny legs, slow growth, persistent diarrhea, it's really not a bad idea to run a treatment. A little bit of an addition here. When I talk about conventional dewormers, chemical dewormers, I always get people in the comment section asking me, well, haven't you tried herbs? Haven't you tried natural garlic, etc." The answer is yes, we have. Those natural dewormers did not get rid of enough of the worms to affect the change. I have heard of success with garlic barrier, etc., in climates that are much drier, maybe 20 inches of rainfall or less. But right now, where I'm at, we are at 47 inches plus of rainfall. When you're sheep farming in such a high rainfall area, you need to be careful. Another thing that I always tell people is that it is a great idea to use the herbs when your sheep are well, to make sure they stay on that good plane of health. But when your sheep have worms, and they have worms very notably, meaning they're scoring very anemic in the FAMACHA score, it is time for medicine. That is my personal opinion. You guys can feel free to leave yours in the comments and make sure to state your climate, your rainfall, and what's working for you. Treatment number four are just two supplements which I give to use that have been stressed out. Supplement number one being vitamin B and supplement number two being an iron shot. By the way, if you want links to all of these products, there is a free PDF down below with all of the products I use on my farm, including the tools to castrate, tail dock, hoof trim, etc. So definitely take advantage of that free resource. So the third task I was running today was ear tagging. Ear tagging requires three pieces, a non-fading marker, an ear tag applicator, and ear tags. Now what I do with my ear tagging is I will mark on the front, obviously the number, and the number starts with 23 this year because it's 2023. And on the backside, I will go ahead and write the sire's number, which is the dad, and the dam's number, which is the mom. If you are not able to visually pair the moms with the lambs, Ear tagging can be done shortly after birth, basically while the lamb is still sitting next to its mom. These three pieces, by the way, are available at shepherdis.com should you choose to purchase them there. 
Task number six was simply a roll call. The fact that we spend a majority of time on pasture has me just making sure that no one's been abducted, no one has snuck out of the boundaries, no one has been drug off by a predator without me knowing it. And thankfully today, everyone was all present and accounted for. Task number seven, I just simply weighed a cross-section of the flock. I've had some questions on this scale on social media, and this is a Lakeland farm and ranch scale. The eighth and final task, I think I said seven, but we actually did eight things today, was tail docking and castration. You'll use the same tool for each one. So for the tail, you'll just stick the tail right in there, squeeze it, and leave the band on there. And for castrating, you will do the exact same thing, just with a different part. Okay, so now to address how the restriction on over-the-counter antibiotic sales is going to affect my farm. And basically what this is, is come June, you will no longer be able to walk into your farm store, open the fridge, pull out animal antibiotics, and buy them right there. You have to go to the vet, ask the vet for the antibiotics. Technically, you'll have to have a prescription. How will this affect me? It really won't. I really don't use this a lot. What I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna buy a bottle of antibiotic when I order my CDT. It stores in the fridge, it saves for up to a year, so it's gonna be just fine for me. What you see in most of my videos is this cattle handling system that was actually on the farm when we bought it. These, as nice as they look and as nice as they are built, are not really good for sheep, and it is a lot of work to actually file the sheep through this maze of pens to get them to the sheep handling system. So more ideally would be to have a pen that goes straight into the sheep chute that I use. I am using Lakeland Farm and Ranch Direct Handling System. And this is something I had to really jump off and bite the bullet on a year and a half ago when the two very strong teenage boys that would help me during these big handling times told me that they wouldn't be able to help me anymore. This handling system has allowed me to continue sheep farming. I can grow my flock to 100, 200 without worrying how I'm gonna get the work done. On big days like today, I call a 10-year-old in and a 13-year-old in, and we can get the job done in a couple of hours. That said, we owned sheep for four years before getting this handling system. And in those four years, we were able to use just a small pen to do most of the critical work on the flock. I also have a DIY down below to a DIY shoot system that we made. If you guys wanna check that out for some ideas, you can also see the link below for that. And this brings me to a question that I really loved. It's from Molly Turner. She said, I would really love to become a livestock farmer, especially sheep. I am soon turning 14 and still want to know more about how owning your farm works. I'm from a family that do not have or have not lived on a farm, and I don't know where to start or to get the money to buy land and own a farm. Do you think you could help me out or even post a video relating to this comment? Yes, I would absolutely love it. And I have to be super, super honest with people who want to get into farming and say that in the United States right now, it is very, very difficult to own land and pay it off with grazing livestock. That said, there is a huge opportunity in land management. In fact, I would argue that we are more in need of land managers than land owners. That's really the direction I would push young people in. And so for Molly Turner at 14, I would say, look around you. What do you have? First, make the best use possible of what is immediately in front of you, whether it's a front yard or a backyard. You may not be able to graze livestock on it, but you may be able to raise chickens and start a vegetable garden. Put in the work and work like crazy to maximize your existing resources. Document that. Share what you're doing with friends and family and let them know that you're looking for more land to manage. And the irony of my situation is that I wanted nothing to do with sheep. I thought I wanted to ranch beef cattle, but sheep was what was available to me. And as people saw me starting to apply myself to managing something that I didn't really prefer, 
they began to take me seriously. Be faithful in the little things, and I believe that huge things are going to open up for you.